You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome or welcome back to Black Hair in the Big Leagues presents the Salisha Show, you guys. Oh, ooh, ooh, I got somebody on this call today who she tears me up. Like, she actually tears me up. I've not said that about anybody who's come on this show. Am I right? Well, you're about to find out why. Okay, here is a little brief synopsis. Uh, synopsis about her. Okay, she's performed at regional theaters all over the country, including Sac Music Circus and Walnut Street Theater. She's done national tours with Memphis and Aladdin. Come on, big shows. And made her Broadway debut as OBC. We're saying original Broadway cast in Tina, the Tina Turner musical, and freaking like she does the dang thing. Okay, and while she was backstage, she's a swing in that show, which is really, of all the shows to swing, that just seems really, really hard. You guys, I still remember that dance call and whew, it was embarrassing, okay? It was so hard, so, it was so hard. And she does all of that. She does all of, all of that. She covered everybody. While she was backstage as a swing in the Tina Turner musical, she built an empire, a fitness and nutrition coaching business called Bia. Oh, and she recently entered into her first bodybuilding competition and I don't know, got first place. So please help me welcome my colleague and my personal trainer, <laughs> Michelle West. Hey, that was a great introduction. Thank you so much. That was so good. Girl, you know how to whip somebody, okay? And still have their respect, too. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> I think it's important to meet people where they are. You know what I mean? Like, the reality of the situation is this. Everybody is very busy. We live very um, crazy lives. And also when people come on with me, I guess, as a coach is that I'm, I have to learn everything about you and what you've done in the past. So it's not even just really starting from square one. It's starting from what was going on prior to that. Right. Cause that's what I had a whole conversation with you were before I took you on. Absolutely. Absolutely. it's basically just meeting the person where they are. But if I know the potential to be able to push a little bit more, then I'm going to push you for sure. See, you've got a gift. And I, and I want to talk to you about a few things, but like, can we just go back to the origin? Because, okay, we all had to like, kind of like renavigate a little bit during the sure. pandemic. Um, but you, 
you started this, you've been sustaining it, and it's been growing. But can we go back to the very beginning? What, when it didn't happen during the pandemic? Uh, I really started working on my personal trainer certification and working on the gym floor when I was in during the pandemic. So I really wasn't coaching people one-on-one online. I was more so doing the one-on-one personal training in person. Oh, yeah. I worked at 24 hour fitness, which is really like right down the street from my house. I still work out there and I don't work there. Uh, but that's (laughs) where I started, (laughs) um, personal training people one-on-one. Okay. So then when did it switch? Uh, when literally during the beginning of my process of being at 24 hour fitness, I told them immediately that this is a temporary job for me. (laughs) And they were like, what? We don't understand. And I was like, yeah, this is temporary. I want to be learn personal training. Obviously I want to be on the gym floor. I want to get that one-on-one with the clients, but theater is taking a pause right now because we literally are not, the shows are not happening. And once the shows come back, my dream and my aspiration is to be on Broadway. And I know that it's going to happen as soon as this comes back. So I'm just letting you all know that um, I'm not going to be here forever. And they were like, (laughs) (laughs) no one really comes in with that expectation or like that intention to be like, Hey, I'm not going to be here forever, but I just wanted to be very open and honest with them before they hired on. So I was like, look, this is what it is. Broadway comes back. I'm definitely going to be on Broadway. I literally told all of my, I was, I was even doing group fitness classes there as well. So I was teaching two fitness group fitness classes and training about 15 or 20 clients. And um, yeah, I was like, once Broadway came back, I was like, I know I'm booking a show. And I was, I was auditioning. So I didn't even have Tina yet at that point, but I was auditioning oh. very like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And then I left the personal trainer job because it was just too much for me to be able to audition in the city or get all these tapes in. I was just like, I it's just popping off right now and it just doesn't make sense. So I stopped the personal training job and literally a month le- later, I got a call from Tina. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I met you when you were backstage. Like literally we took a, our first call. You're backstage at Tina booking clients. I've been mowed you a thousand bucks before you were even out of the building. I was like, oh my goodness, I want to work with her right now. Here's my money. And that was back then. I mean, if you're listening to this, prices are probably different. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but I'm just- Today's price day, yesterday's price. <laughs> correct. But the point is, is that to me, that is that was a lot of money and I had no hesitation. Like you were able to like you were at work while doing a mega hustle. <laughs> how on freaking earth, energetically, Michelle, how do you, how did you handle both? Because I feel yeah. like if you have energy going towards one area, how do you have enough to go towards another area? That's a great question. I mean, I was really focused on that time. I feel like the pandemic really just opened my eyes to be able to be like, no, you can run your own business. You can do your own thing. You don't necessarily have to depend on the theater paycheck to be able to be happy. And that was really my eye opener for me. So I took it in a different way of just being like, you know what, I'm just going to take that by storm. I don't want to stop. And when I first got the call, when I first auditioned for Tina right after, I this is something to bring up too, because it's really, uh, it's really important. When I first 
auditioned for Tina after I left my personal trainer job. I did not get it. They told me no. And I was like, okay. Then um, at that audition, I was really upset and I was already thinking about getting a bodybuilding coach to be able to train for a bodybuilding competition. So once I said no, once Tina said no to me, I was literally just like, all right, F theater, not doing it anymore. Going to go bodybuilding competition. Got my coach was, that was my thing. I wasn't even going to go back. And then I got the coach and then literally a week later, I got a call from Tina saying that they wanted me. So I didn't even go back into the room. They offered me the swing position from that call that was like two weeks prior. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to stop doing what I wanted to do. Yeah, it brings you joy. Because Tina was putting me on their timeline and I had my own timeline that I wanted to do. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the bodybuilding thing. Obviously, I do want to make my debut, my Broadway debut. I didn't think that was going to be a swing position, but at the end of the day, it actually ended up working out in my favor because then I could focus my energy on learning the show. And then once I had the show learned, then I could focus my energy on training and my competition. And then I just kind of fell in love with it fell in love with the nutrition side. I obviously love my coach. Um, I fell in love with just everything to put it together. And I knew that there was a missing piece, especially when I got my coach, uh, there was a missing piece to training people one-on-one in the gym and training people one-on-one in the gym is literally just telling people, okay, come train with me three times a week. The only way that you're going to be able to get results is if you're training with me through, uh, seven, uh, seven times a week and you're working your body to the, you know, core. And that's the only way you'll get results. But the reality of the situation is that there's much more to getting the result than it is working out seven times a week. So whenever I say my prices to somebody, somebody is like, oh, it's expensive, like you just said. But the reality is you're getting everything from me instead of you're just getting a personal trainer who's telling you, you got to come here. And post your personal trainers are not cheap. Personal trainers are expensive. So the way that I'm presenting it may be seeming like you're putting up a lot of money up front. But the reality is, is that people who get personal trainers at gyms, they're paying $75 to $125 a trainer training session for six months. That's a lot of money. That's way more than what I'm offering. And then you're not getting the result. But the reality is when Salisha and I worked together, she paid a thousand dollars up front. She got results in three months. So I mean, (laughs) I mean, I mean, and obviously like I've posted about you. I have like told my friends about you. Some of my friends are training with you. I wouldn't be talking to you on this thing about this if I was like, <laughs> no, like it is a great system and you've got something great going and I love I just I mean for me part a big part of it is energy for me yeah. Michelle and oh, thank you. it is and working with somebody who's so passionate about it it is just inspiring and you got me where I wanted to be for my wedding like yes. those pictures always will like that exists I did <laughs> I did that And then the reality of the situation is that you did do it, right? I'm the coach to encourage you to do it. And I give, I can lead a horse to the water, but I can't make a drink. This is what I say. Yeah. 
So yeah. I, you did it, right? It's not me. I'm giving you the tools. I have the knowledge. I have the data. I'm looking at that in the background, but um, you really do it. The client is the one that does it. And as long as I'm teaching them that it's a part of the lifestyle, that's all that matters. Because we just have a lot of um, industry folk who feel as though that they need to do the most to be able to get results. But the reality is when, even when I was working with you, Salisha, I literally took half of your training away. And I said, yeah, yes, you did. Ah, chill out. So, which I, I, I love teaching people that I love being able to like be in this space and just say like, let me take what you're doing as far as your training is concerned. Let me swap it out a little bit and let me get you the results the right way. And let's make this a lifestyle change instead of thinking that it's a, oh, six week shred program. Yeah. You've definitely taught me for the long haul. Like yeah. it's more than just a crash diet for the wedding like i know what to do now even going into the holidays i feel like okay all right and that stays I, consistent and you've been consistent since after your wedding you know what i mean and it's not like these tools are going to go away you know what i mean it's like no if it's working for me why would i stop it you know so let me ask you about you because you just went into a bodybuilding competition you freaking kicked ass and that is hard like yeah. I've gotten to watch your body change over the last eight months of training with you and you do our check-ins and stuff. I'm watching you, your body has changed quite a bit. What yes. kind of discipline goes into that for your yeah. body to morph so dr like drastically mm -hmm. for you to win on stage? It's a different type of uh, discipline for sure. Um, you know, it, it's so interesting too, when people say to me, when they come on with me, well, I don't want to be a bodybuilder and, but, but you want a physique change. The reality of the situation is that you have to change what you're doing currently to be able to as, get a result. So some people don't want to change, but the reality of the situation is that you have to. Otherwise, if you weren't changing, that means that everybody would be walking around freaking shredded and nobody would have an issue. There would be no problem. <laughs> there is a problem. So obviously something has to change. So I do take my, I, I do challenge my uh clients to be like, just because you don't want to be a bodybuilder doesn't mean that you can't change what you, you can't do what you, you have to do what you're doing right now. You have to change something. Something has to give. Now, the next level of that is me going into a bodybuilding competition, and that is me being an athlete in this sport. So, right? So, the reality mm. of the situation is bodybuilding is a sport. I I consider myself an athlete. I consider myself a uh, bikini competitor, and I train like a bikini competitor. Mm. So, when I um, – I, Everything is pretty much optimized on my side as far as my training is concerned. I train four times a week. Sometimes I do cardio based off of if I'm in a show or not, or sometimes I don't. If I'm in a show, if I'm not in a show, I won't do cardio. I'm sorry. If I'm not in a show, I will do cardio. If I am in a show, Got I it. don't do cardio. Um, I make sure that my food is on point. I okay. track food. I That is the main thing when it comes to bodybuilding too, is that you have to make sure that your nutrition is on point. It is the key and the number one thing to the sport. Have you cheated before? Like before this lifestyle that you are living and leading, what were your eating habits like growing up? That's a great question. Uh, my eating habits were very much so the food chain, I guess you could say, I mean, the, uh, you know, the food pyramid yeah. where, you know, you really see like the major 
of your food being at the bottom of the chain. So that shows you that you should be eating mostly those foods. Basically, it's like whole grains, rice, uh, potatoes, uh, bread, stuff like that. So those are the things that are at the bottom of the chain that you should be eating the most. And then the things that come up say like you should be eating the least. So like uh, meat and um, eggs and pro uh, protein is usually at the top of that period uh, pyramid. Um, that was pretty much how I ate coming up. I was no uh, stranger to sweets and cookies and cakes and stuff like that. Love that stuff. Always in my house, sugary cereals, all of that stuff was in my house growing up. Mm. Like we were always given that. And I feel as though it's important to note that as coming up as a black family living in Philadelphia, like you just provide for your children, which you weren't able to get. Like my parents, yeah. were, they weren't able to get were, was what they were given to us, right? Yeah. <laughs> my mom never had sweets over the house. She was like, well, I'm gonna give my kids, you know, this. So sweets, right. right. So something, it was really kind of that. So you see that uh, progression go on. Um, we also was a, were a very, the fortunate thing about us coming up is that we are a very protein heavy family. We ate a lot of meat. We ate a lot of fish. All of that stuff was literally always on my plate. I never was a stingy kid and I never was a picky kid. I ate everything, vegetables, fruit, and it literally. What everything. about McDonald's? I, I did eat McDonald's every once in a while, but I wasn't like a McDonald's fiend, to be honest. Yeah, I was yeah me neither. <laughs> I was more of a Wendy's girl like if it was a Wendy's around like the Wendy's burger was the one that I was getting like I was that person I mean yeah me so, yeah me too I I mean literally like there's nothing different between my you know past relationship with food and now like I literally ate at all the fast food restaurants I out a lot like that was what we did like it was a it was always like an abundance of food that was around me and when I was on tour I distinctly remember and my husband can even speak to this is like when I was on tour with uh Memphis whenever I had a bus stop or a rest stop I would go get a Cinnabon like every single oh, time my shoot. husband would be like you're eating Cinnabon every time we stop and I'm just like yes, and I what, wouldn't be. like what's it to about? you what's it to you what's it to you leave me mind your business absolutely Catch so me outside. My, How about that? <laughs> yeah my my diet was definitely considered like more of a carb bait you know carb focused diet than it was a protein focused diet I would always go for carb foods and then um, once I started getting into fitness, which was around 2018, 2017, 2018, I was an orange theory girl. So I was doing a lot of orange theory, high intensity work, um, lots of running. Uh, but I really was obsessed with the weights in, uh, orange theory. I really wasn't obsessed Ooh. with the running. I liked it, but I wasn't obsessed with it. I really loved the weight section. Um, and I changed my eating habits. So it was like, I wasn't eating Cinnabon anymore. I literally had a, um, you know, what this was now, this was Aladdin. This is circa Aladdin when I was on. So then I changed up my eating habits. I basically just bought pots and pans, filled it in my trunk, literally spices, everything. And I started cooking all of my food from home. I never really ate out. I literally- On just tour? Food. That's not easy my to whole, do. My whole trunk was dedicated to food, was like dedicated to a kitchen. That's how what did I you, did. How did you balance? Like, did you ever go out with a cast? I did go out with cast. I was never, um, I never really- uh, 
uh, I guess you could say limited myself to things that I would eat on tour as far as going out with Cass. Whenever I went out with Cass, I went out with Cass. But remember, I had already been on Aladdin for a year and a half at that point when I started mm-hmm. changing my eating habits. So it wasn't really like an abundant thing to me to be able to just go out to eat with my Cass anymore. We yeah. already did done that and my husband had joined the tour at done done good night good night like I'm not really hanging out with the cast anymore I'm hanging out I'm good husband well we were engaged you know we got engaged on the tour so (sighs) we were just cooking our food from our airbnbs and that was literally when I started seeing change wait can I ask yeah can I ask you a random question not that random but I know that he's white and my husband's white yes and you're black and I'm black. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have so much in common. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This, I'm just curious. Do you remember how you were wearing your hair when you met him? Yes. Um, I was wearing wigs at the time. Okay. So, so I twist, I'm not really good at like a wig prep by any means. I do not like, I cannot cornrow my hair. You see these braids right here? I get these done. Like I do not <laughs> No, like no, no cornrow, no nothing. That is not me. Like literally I just do twist outs. And that was how I was wearing my hair at that time. So I would twist my hair. I had it down and then I had a wig over and okay. my, so... so my, head, my husband met me in like my wig face. Okay. So do you remember the first time that you took your wig off around him? Like, that's yeah. a thing. Like, how was that? I'm actually trying to really remember that. But I I think it, I don't, I think I was pretty honest with him in the beginning. I was just like, this is a wig. This is not my hair. And yeah. you know, that we have to do wig preps. Right. For right. the show. But we'll see what my hair looks like. And whenever he saw my hair, he was just like, <laughs> Oh, your oh. hair is so beautiful. <laughs> See, and I love that. I feel like sometimes it's my family who's the hardest on me. And these white boys in these streets, they like, I love your hair. It's great, you know? But I'm not going to lie, though. There is a little fear that comes to me, to me, that comes mm-hmm. with, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm past these days right now, obviously. But like yeah. going on a date, I've worn a wig end of the night i'm not gonna have sex with you but we are gonna have a summer party and <laughs> my wig is on the nightstand i'm like uh, I'm, I, it's so normal to date me i do that all the time but now i forgot i'm like seeing this shocked ass look on his face like and, um, have you ever felt that like you know what i was i feel like this so interesting because i really wasn't in a wig phase until i started like really being into theater Okay. When I was okay. before, uh, like when I was like in the depths of theater of actually like working, the only reason why I was in that wig phase is because we had to wear wigs for the show. So I was like, well, I should get my own wig so that I could just put it on yeah. and not have to worry about keep doing my wig prep over and over. I'll wash my hair at the end of the week and that's it. But the so when I was dating at first, most of the time I always had my hair out or I would have braids in that never really like you know, I never really had that moment of like, I had to take off my wig. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What about that? I have had moments of like, I need to twist my hair okay, or it's going to look crazy. And it's been, it's me spending, you know, an hour and a half twisting my hair. I mean, honestly, like I was mad at Andrew the other day. We got in a fight and do you know what he did while we were watching? We were still watching a show together, but I was mad at him. He saw me 
what it what well i started well i can't tell you why i was mad at him because he's still trying to come out the doghouse but <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was scratching my of the marriage i know i know i was scratching my scalp and he goes come here and he started to give me a scalp massage i was the like ever. this is a level of intimacy that they don't cover in the movies honey oh period okay absolutely <laughs> i was like wait a minute okay all right i'm softening up all right all right all right okay exactly, okay okay exactly, exactly. okay maybe we can make love again okay okay i love that for you <laughs> okay but what okay so what about during the pandemic when you didn't have to be on stage when you didn't have to like show up anywhere like for the business how did you wear your hair during that time uh braids the whole time yeah i love your braids and the braids that you have now Thank they you. get a lot of blonde in them too. Yes, that's like my whole, that's my look. I love the blonde. That is my thing. And literally the blonde actually came from theater because every single show that I've ever done, they always put me in a blonde wig. Memphis, I was in a blonde wig. Um, uh, what else did I do? Uh, Hello Dolly, I was in a blonde wig. Oh my wig. gosh. Legally Blonde, I was in a blonde wig. West Side Story, blonde wig. Literally every single show that I've ever done. I've always been blonde, some type of blonde. And, and now like, you like blonde in real life? Yes. And now it's just been my blonde thing How in real fun. life. Yeah. So I just kind of have adapted that. I was like, actually, this looks better on me than, <laughs> than uh, the dark hair. But so that's what I just go for. And then I like actually like colored my actual hair blonde. It so is? Oh my gosh, did you get it done or did you do it yourself? I got it done. I don't do my own hair. Okay, okay. Mm -mm. okay. I can do, I, I do many things. You do. I cook, yes. I, I, I personal train, I compete in bodybuilding competitions, <laughs> I can sing, I can dance. One thing I don't do is my hair. <laughs> oh, and that's okay. My, and, and that's okay. Yep, and that's I'm an awesome bowler too. I can bowl really Shut well. Shut up, Michelle. <laughs> And you know what? I'm so glad that you're saying that. I feel like a lot of people come on this show and they're like, yeah, yeah. So this is, even if they're making it up, they'll be like, mm -hmm, this is my process. And I, <laughs> and I love that you're like, nope, no, 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 no. No, I do not braid my hair. I do not do my hair. Just the only get thing it done. I will do to my hair is a twist out. Like that is my main thing to do. Like once this comes out, which it needs to come out after Christmas, this will come out. I will wash my hair. I will twist it, but it's time for me to go to the salon and get my trim oh. and get my, and then the braids will be right back in. But I, honestly, really, Salisha, the braids are just so easy for me when yes. I'm training, like when I'm doing my, uh, when I'm training at the gym, when I'm going on the gigs, when yeah. I'm doing the thing, like it just works for me. And they me. look and good. So, yeah. So I'm like, I'm here for easy. Here for easy yeah i can wrap these things up and just be ready to go in the morning and also i must have to say my husband loves my braided look love yeah, yeah. I, I know i have to go so soon i'm literally getting on a plane but like oh shoot i really have to go um but i i know andrew's about to jump on a call and mess us up so <laughs> um but before it i wanted to know like the next time you're in a show pretend you get in a show next week yeah. What are you going to do with your braids? Are you going to try to keep them or are you going to take them out? I always ask them if I can keep them first and then I go from there. And that's all we got today, folks. That's all I wanted Very to hear. Much.
Thank you. That is perfect. How can people follow you? How can people find you? How can people book you? Hey, you're so hey. This is great. This is great. So you can find me on my Instagram at Shelly West, C-H-E-L-L-E-Y, West, W-E-S-T. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Michelle West. Um, and also my uh, my website is Be A Nutrition. So you can find me at BeANutrition.com and you'll find my uh, consultation forms if you want to set up a consultation with me there to learn about coaching. Or you can just hit me up on Instagram to ask me any questions that you may have. And honestly, if you might not want to coach with me, you just want some fitness nutrition advice or theater advice, because I, I talk to theater people all the time too. Right. Um, you can hit me up at Shelly West. I'm always in my DMs, so. Y'all and everybody on Broadway is doing it. I'm just saying. Hey. hey. Gotta be the best out here. I mean, honestly, you are, Michelle. Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, thank you for joining us today on Black Air in the Big Leagues. And, uh, hey. I love you so much. I love you. And also, I know that you're going to kick my butt again this week. So. You best believe. You best believe. I'm like, where's those training videos? <sighs> okay, that's all we got, folks. Bye. Bye. And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. <laughs> Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.